from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. My friend, my friend, welcome back to the Coach's Edge podcast. It is great to have you back. And we're getting super niche, 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 however you say it on this podcast as we talk about finishing, talk about inside and outside foot pivots. You know, I think it's very important to differentiate those two things, as well as the four different game situations that you want to look at to help you decide what types of drills you should use to help your players work on said finishing skills. Okay. So make sure you're paying attention. If you're driving, doing some other things, because this is going to be somewhat hard to explain in audio. But if you really think about it and try to visualize the the game while we're, while I'm breaking this down, I think it's going to be very, very helpful, right? So first and foremost, we've been running a handful of different finishing clinics over this past preseason. Uh, we ran, let's see, we started up late since late September. We've been up in Ohio. We've run three straight weekends of clinics locally in South Carolina, um, going up to Michigan for a few weeks to work with some programs up there. A lot of different teams, programs, some open camps where anybody can come, things of that nature. Finishing is, is a big topic. I will be touching on some, a little bit of this at our coaches clinic on November 13th at USA schools in Michigan. I'm speaking Joe Jacobs, uh, Frankenmuth girl basketball, 2022 coach of the year. He'll be speaking on some of the scouting and the specials that they run. Uh, coach Jay green, uh, former thumb area coach of the year out of Kingston girls basketball. He'll be talking about some of his favorite small group, offensive and defensive drills. Super excited for that. My mom is speaking. You're like, dude, you're just bringing your mom in. My mom is maybe the most talented of all the speakers. She's a former college tennis player and a former college tennis coach. She was the head coach at Saginaw Valley for any of our listeners that and, and played for Saginaw Valley, was a really good player there way back in the day. And she's also an author and a speaker and does a bunch of cool things. So it's kind of cool when you think about like, it's my mom. And then you're like, oh, here's the resume. Like if you just saw the resume and took your name off, you'd be like, dang, we got this person coming in to speak. Uh, so we're very fortunate to have her come to speak. And then Craig Archer from St. Clair Community College is talking about ball. He's our main speaker. He's talking about ball screen offense and how uh, more high school programs can utilize ball screens and be more effective by some of the reads, some of the drills that they like to use. So that's going to be very good as well. So you can go to KramerBasketball.com slash events to secure your spot for our Coach's Edge Clinic. All of our coachesedge.coach members receive a discount to said clinic. So that's going to be awesome. I'll touch a little bit on finishing in that clinic. I want to take a deep dive for the next 10 minutes or so on this podcast episode as we talk about finishing here. Now, first and foremost, I like to break down finishes by basic situation. Let's talk about one foot and two foot first. I'll bring a kid out, have him stand on one foot. Is really strong. Say, who's the strongest kid in the gym? Have them come out. Say, stand on one foot, please, as strong as you can. They're like, wait, I'm not very strong if I stand on one foot. I know that's coming. 
I give them a little bump, they fall over. I say, okay, get a wide base with two feet. I bump them, push them harder. They can't move. So which one are you stronger with? Two feet, obviously. I said, that's the point. Many times when we drive into contact, we go off one foot, off balance. You're going to miss the shot. You're not going to get bailed out by the referee. You need to get on balance, wide base, go up strong with two feet. You'd be in good shape. So I try to emphasize one foot finishes for speed and space, two foot finishes for balance and power. Some coaches totally disregard the one foot finish. Maybe, I mean, if the defender's behind you, I'm not going to slow down and let them catch up, right? So speed and space, trying to stay away from the defense, use that one foot finish, right? But most of the time when we're in a half court situation, you got to work on those uh, two foot finishes most of the time. And keeping that in mind, we want to break down the situations that we are asking our kids to finish. And then we want to practice those situations, make it as game-like as possible. So I want you to ask yourself two things. What are the situations that we are finishing in often? And then what are the situations that we need to work on finishing regarding what's holding us back the most? What's a big weakness? We want to practice those two things the most. So the weakness and what happens most, those are the two areas. Now, Let's say you're a slow-paced team. You have real good ball movement. You try to get inside-out ball movement. And so you're probably attacking off a lot of closeouts. So you want to set up small-sided and one-on-one games that emphasize attacking closeouts and finishing against closeouts. With that said, there's going to be times where you beat that initial defender, and so there's going to be help side. So you want to make sure you're practicing finishing drills that work on help side. And then you build up in the small side games. You got the dump down pass, the kick out, things like that. It just starts to go one-on-one to two-on-two or two-on-one, what have you. If you're a fast-paced team, you're going to be in transition a lot. So you need to work on finishing drills that are transition-based. And if you have good inside play, we want to make sure that we're working on finishing situations around the basket and in the post. So I lump an area together of low post, high post, and then anything where we're catching the ball and having to go back up, like a a drive into a dump down. You got the porch or the dunker spot area, drills that were catching the ball, high post, low post, and in those short corner dunker spot areas. It could be even an offensive rebound type putback situation. Those are its own category as well. So let's review these again. Closeout finishes, help side finishes, Transition finishes, post area, post catch finishes. What are the ones that we need to work on the most? What are the ones that we are, um, you know, finding ourselves in throughout the course of the game often rep those situations. If you're a slow paced team, probably don't need to work on a lot of fast break finishing situations. Choose some different ones. Inside coachesedge.coach, we have PDF small sided drill breakdowns of each of these four different categories. So you can click on the finishing, the multiplayer drills, click on the finishing. We need to work on transition one-on-one finishing. Click that PDF or click that video. They're all broken down for you, okay? So that's one thing that we wanna think about when it comes to finishing the situation. Another thing that I wanna talk about in this episode is the footwork, the feet. So we already touched on one foot versus two foot finishes. 
Now I want to talk about the importance of the two-foot finish. Most people agree that for the high school player especially, even for the college level, two-foot finishes super beneficial. Okay, They give you more time, stronger base, things don't go well. You got your protection plans. You can kick out. You can pivot out of it. Shot fakes, all those different things. So there's no argument there. What I want us to think about are the types of pickups of the ball. Let's think about three common ones that we've probably been taught since we were little kids. Jump stop, feet hit at the same time. Inside foot, outside foot step. This is common for shooting, coming off of a screen, the foot that's inside foot, square type thing, where foot closest to the basket is your pivot foot, foot on the outside hits second, right? So kind of your inside foot pivot. And that's the same whether you're catching or you're driving to the basket. If I'm driving to my right, what's my inside foot? It would be my left foot. If we'll go left, right, that's inside foot pivot. And then you have your outside foot pivot, your stride stop, right? So how I differentiate it is similar to shooting when coaches call one, two. I usually refer one, two as my inside foot or outside foot. And if kids have a hard time or coach, I just say inside foot, outside foot. Stride stop is your outside foot, inside foot step. So if I'm driving to the right and I'm picking the basketball up, the order of my feet driving right would be right and then left. Right foot hit first means I've established my right foot as my pivot foot. My left foot can move forward, backward, side to side, whatever you like. So I want our players to be comfortable driving right and left. I want them to be comfortable finishing with their right and the left hand. And I want them to be comfortable picking up the dribble, going right and left with the inside foot, outside foot step and the outside foot, inside foot step. We will work on some jump stop, but once we've taught the basics of that at the high school level, you don't see a whole lot of traditional jump stops anymore. It's slower, but we teach the pro hop, which is your change of direction jump stop. And that is a very effective move. It's one of my favorites. So outside of teaching the pro hop as a jump stop for higher level players, pretty much everything else involves a staggered pickup. Right foot, left foot, left foot, right foot, inside foot, outside foot, outside foot to inside foot, those type of pickups. When we pick the basketball up, most of the time, it's not only about having a wide base, but somewhat of a staggered stance. It doesn't have to be too staggered. That's going to give us a little bit more balance than if our feet are perfectly parallel across. That comes in handy. If you think you're driving to the basket and you say you're going to use a stride stop finish, so your back foot hits, comes your pivot foot, that's one break. Then the next foot hits, boom, that's two breaks. Two breaks better than one. So two breaks better than stopping on one, one foot finish. Two breaks, one, two step, also better than jump stop in most situations, because if you're going really, really fast, if you have a kid sprint, 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 and it's a, hey, even if you're doing like a, let's say you run sideline to sideline, could you imagine your kids sprinting all the way down from one sideline to the other, and their stopping mechanism was a jump stop on the other sideline? 
no, it was a staggered stance, inside foot, outside foot, boom, and then they turn and they change direction. We want some of that ability on the pickup going to the basket as well. So again, we were emphasizing the pivot pickup more so than the jump stop pivot, jump stop pickup. Other benefits of the jump stop. It's going to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but I, I don't want to say we don't teach it at all. We just don't teach it as much, but it's still beneficial. If I jump stop and I end my dribble with both feet off the floor, when those two feet hit at the same time, I can still pivot out of it. That allows me to cover a lot of ground. Very, very effective as well, right? So I'm not hating on the jump stop, okay? We just don't teach it as much as these other ones uh, because traditionally kids are driving in fast, even though um, we want to emphasize going off two feet, two breaks are better than one. That's how we like to stop. Couple of finishing as far as some of the upper body, inside hand finish. So if we stride stop driving left and we get a right hand finish on the left side, it's a reach finish, concentrating on finishing out more so than up and finishing extended instead of with those alligator arms, okay? So we want to stretch similar to a lot of our ball handling drills where we'll have kids dribble with an extended or a straight elbow or close to it. Same thing with a lot of our finishes. We want to extend away instead of having that bent shot, bent elbow allows the defense long arms to be able to contest that shot. So we got a reach finish, inside hand, super effective. Another one, reverse layup. I don't think it's practiced enough. Great way for reaching away from the defense. You got the net and the backboard for protection as well. I'm making sure we're working on getting up off the backboard right there. You got the body on, ball away, dipping the shoulder into the defender. That's one thing I like about the stride stop. If I'm driving to my left and I pick up left, right. So my right foot is closest to the basket. It's also closest to the defender. I can take that step either forward to the rim to escape from the defense, or I can take that step and bump the defensive player with it. It's more of a lateral or angled step. I have the anchor with my left foot down. I use my right foot to bump into that defender. And then I take my shoulder, I drive it up and I extend away with my finish left hand. Hope that makes sense. We have some of these on video, <laughs> but I go up into that finish. So stride, stop, pick up, shoulder, drive. I'm driving left, right shoulder, drive and step into the defender just to get them back on their heels slightly. And then I extend, arm extended away, and I get up into my finish. Your traditional donut or rondos are great for your stride, stop, pick up. And one that's not practiced enough that, that we work on is simply drive really fast get into your stride stop, which is a two foot pickup. So you got that balance shot fake. And if you're going really fast, what is the defender doing? They're also moving really fast. And so if I go fast stride, stop, pick up, show the ball. A lot of times that defender isn't just going to lift up into the shot fake. They're going to fly by in front of me. When they fly by in front of me, I don't need additional pivoting or footwork to get up into my shot. That pause, along with the lift and shot fake of the ball, defender flies through. I can say they're flying through to the baseline. After I shot fake, I just go up and I take my normal shot. No extra footwork needed. How, how sweet is that? 
strat stop pickup shot fake let the defender fly by and then you go up into your shot that was not practicing up it's almost too easy it's almost too easy that we forget about it but it does work a lot trust me it will work try it out get somebody on your hip drive really really fast to the basket quick stop show the basketball they're going to lift up and their momentum is going to continue to take them to the baseline and then you just go up and get into your finish if they're super super long then you can use those pivots but you don't always need them so think about some of those different situations regarding your stride stop. And then the next thing I wanted to mention was we've talked about the jump stop and the pro hop. We've talked about the stride stop or your outside foot, inside foot pickup. Last one, the inside foot, outside foot pickup. This is more common that we've taught, been taught at an early age from shooting. There's benefits to shooting many different ways. So I'm not saying this is exactly how we teach it. We teach many forms of footwork. Because I think that regardless of the footwork that is a player a player is using to get into a shot, what really matters is their base. And so does a player have the ability to use multiple types of footwork to get on balance? That's what we want to look at. Not always this type of footwork is right, this type of footwork is wrong. Instead, regardless of your footwork, are you still able to get into that base that allows you to lift up and rhythm in your shot. That's what we're after, okay? Regarding the driving situations or even catching off of a dump down, if we're talking about an inside foot, outside foot pivot, this has a lot of benefits. One of my favorite benefits is because it makes it super easy to shot fake your traditional shot fake up and under move to change direction. Let's say I flash high post and I catch the ball at the left elbow and I start driving to the middle or the front of the rim. And I pick the basketball up left, right. So my left foot is my pivot foot. I've picked the basketball up after driving right. Pick it up. I show the ball. Defender lifts. Me being able to cross step. So that shot fake up and under. Left, right pickup. Shot fake. Right foot comes across my body all the way to the left side. And then I go up and I take my shot. Having the back foot or the outside foot as the foot that can move allows us to cover a lot of ground being able after our pickup, shot fake, change of direction, body contact compared to the back foot being down and the foot that's closest to the basket. It's already closest to the basket. It can't get much closer. It's already close to the basket, <laughs> right? So it's a great separational tool. If we can move the foot that's closest to the basket and we can move it away. But if we reverse that concept, if my back foot is the one that's free and the inside foot is the one that's planted as my pivot foot, that allows me to change direction and be able to cover more ground going forward. And that's why we emphasize so much both types of footwork. I want to be able to pivot off of either hand, of either hand, of either foot to finish with either hand. We go through a little series. So we'll have kids drive, go inside foot, outside foot, pick up, jump hook. Inside foot, outside foot, pick up, shot fake, finish. Inside foot, outside, that's without any extra pivots, by the way. Then we go inside foot, outside foot, shot fake, step through. Inside foot, outside foot, shot fake, up and under. So we pivot across our body. Now we go inside foot, outside foot, pickup, shot fake. 
and we Kobe step or reverse pivot, we get up into our shot there. That's five different inside foot, outside foot pickups. You could rep this out driving the lane line on each side. So let's say you made five of each shot type going down the lane line on each side. That's 50 makes. And then we do the same thing, driving middle to the front of the rim. Say we're starting at each elbow, driving to the middle, get those five makes, five variations each side. That's another 50 makes. That's 100 finishes. I'm not saying you would do this all on the same day, but that'd be 100 finishes working on various types of footwork off of inside foot, outside foot pickup. Super beneficial. And then we'll run a very similar, but not exact, same set of five different finishes off of our stride stop pickup. And if you alternate these, you change the driving angle, it's a very effective way to be able to teach your players and get them comfortable finishing around the basket, going right, going left, right hand foot, right hand foot, right hand finish, left hand finish, using outside foot, inside foot, and inside foot, outside foot types of footwork. Okay. So I know that was a lot of trying to be very detailed in a podcast, maybe too much. But if you, you're with me, you're with me. Um, let me know if you guys have any questions about this. We have a couple of videos online on Twitter, on YouTube. Our very detailed ones are on our Coach's Edge membership site where I voice some things over uh, for our coaches. Do more of a long form video breakdown compared to just quick clips on social media. And that's the thing that the Coach's Edge is nice because I can go long form. Social media doesn't like long form stuff for the most part, right? They want 15 second clip. You, you can't teach the game a ton by watching two reps of a video, but I can really get into a bunch of ton of little details with footwork and stance and location um, with our coaches edge members and our videos there and our presentations, which is a lot of fun as well. If you like this stuff, positive rating review goes a really long way. You don't know how much it, it uh, helps. I mean, for a, a podcast and a small business like myself, um, I mean, this is how we grow. And if there's something that you liked in one of the episodes that we've been, you've been listening to, let me know in the review. Uh, all the information and the feedback is really beneficial. Uh, we've met some really cool people from listening to the podcast and they'll shoot me an email, say, hey, Steve, I was listening to this podcast, you know, really liked it. Um, you know, keep the content coming on a certain area or they'll even give me some ideas on future podcast episodes to talk about with myself or with some of our guest speakers. Um, so if you're interested in that, contact at kramerbasketball.com. At Kramer B-Ball is my social media handle. And coaches Edge.coach is how we serve uh, people around the country, coaches around the country trying to continue to improve their game. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you guys. You're heading to basketball season. Exciting time of year. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. Get after it today.